Spirits Up Business Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Lauren. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird. It sounds different. Anyway, um, I guess. I'm Michelle yeah. Lauren. Yeah, we are uh, the something else there. Maybe it is. It's time for the Spirits Up Business Podcast. What about that? What about that? That's oh, yeah, that. that's cool. We could do that. All right. I, I put like it in it. automatically and then I was like, is that the right one? I don't know if that's the right one. Um, anyway, do you want to do that again or keep going? Let's keep going. Okay. Our listener at home knows that we screw up the intro every time. So, yeah, it, you know, fun. it I kind of works one. for us. Last week's one I left in. Um, okay, Lauren. So oh, God. Yes, today it's brought to you by my business, but it's actually uh, the sponsor is going to be the Afterlight Podcast. So if you are, you know, into all things woo, all things spirituality, if you want to know more about mediumship, if you want to know more about uh, different types of mediumship, ectoplasma, if you want to know more about psychic skills and how to build your psychic skills, shamanism, astrology, aromatherapy, uh, herbology, all of that kind of stuff, then do check out the Afterlight podcast. I am the host and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. There's a direct link to it as well in the show notes. So Michelle, today you actually chose the theme. So I'm sort of interested in knowing a little bit about what we're going to be discussing today, or I guess our listener at home wants to know. I do have a good idea because I have to contribute, of course. And he likes but, to read the uh, notes. She likes to read ahead and cheat. Yes. I do. I don't <laughs> cheat. Oh yeah, but I forgot we're we're starting every episode now with a card. That's cool. Mm. So that's what I see you're getting ready to do before you do- talk about the episode, the or are you going to do both? My uh, my shuffling is excellent. Very cool. By the way, I just wanted to let you know my shuffling is excellent. There's no issue with my shuffling. Um, now the theme for today is diving down deep. And the reason that I came across this one and I was inspired to write this, um, episode is because obviously in my line of work doing oracle cards, mediumship and all that sort of stuff, I am often coming across people who sometimes, you know, need maybe a bit of extra assistance. So they might come to me for a reading and I'm just feeling like, you know, this person's in all sorts and, you know, and, and I will recommend, I will make recommendations and things like that. So I just felt like it was worth talking about because, you know, for me, this isn't just, yes, it's a business, but I'm not just about making money. I do care about people. And so I want to go into a little bit about that, how I handle those situations when I have someone present with me that perhaps needs some more professional assistance. So that's, I guess, where the idea of this came from. Obviously, Lauren's in a different sort of industry to what I'm in, but I believe that this sort of translates into the general sort of, you know, corporate sector. Uh, people running their own businesses, what's your mental health doing? What are you feeling like? You know, are you maintaining it? Um, you know, all those sorts of things. And I'm going to have, because we have a new segment at the end of the show, The Spirits Up, and I've got a few recommendations in there for people to be able to maintain their energy a little better. So Lauren, did you want me to show you, uh, now that I've outlined the theme, the card for today? Oh yeah, beautiful. So just to let our listener at home know, Michelle and I have basically been, that's a beautiful card. So I'll describe it in a second, or you can describe it to the listener, but Michelle and I, you know, we pivoted the episode or the podcast last week. We kind of recognized that the um, the former title, Business in the Front, Party in the Back, while it was really great uh, for the time that we were using it, it wasn't really reflective of what we were doing on the show anymore. The show was really a lot about embracing the kind of the woo-woo and the spirituality and, and mixing that with our business as we grow our businesses. And so... One of the ideas that Michelle had, which I absolutely love, is to do a daily card and to kind of have a card to sort of set the tone for 
the uh, the episode as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to alternate weeks where we do the card and we'll alternate decks as well, just to keep it a little bit interesting. So Michelle has pulled the card today and uh, Michelle, why don't you take it away? Universal Symbols by Ken Dowling. I think I have put that into the show notes before. Um, and the card, it looks like water. I don't know about you, but it looks like water and like the sun. And there's like a little tiny dot there, which I guess represents maybe... Um, central or a person maybe it feels a bit centered it feels quite balanced to me it does look balanced so it's like a picture of a sun and then above it it kind of looks almost like if you it's were like to draw the, just the stencil of a bird or something like yeah. that so it's like yeah bird above a bird above a bird but yeah, it kind of does give the um yeah, the feeling of water sort of movement. There's definitely like a wing motion. Yeah. But then because it's centered above the sun and then the dot at the top, like you said, is kind of almost the grounding point. It, mm. it does create a bit of a line. Mm. So on either side, there's an equal amount of bird or water. Actually, And so you're right. I do agree with you that it does kind of look like it's balanced in yeah. that way. Either that or it's meant to be the moon, but I imagine the moon would be a little bit bigger than that. But the card is actually creativity. So these cards aren't like a normal Oracle deck. They're basically you just pull a card to see what your card is for the day. So they're very good for, um, you know, your meaning of the day kind of stuff. Um, but it's creativity, which is what the uh, card actually represents. So we are all magnificent and powerful beings of pure, loving creation. Every So that is human. That's got to be human because it's putting them into the water and the sun. So it's part of God's creation. So the water, the earth, you know, all of that, the elements. So every feeling, thought, expression and action is creative, whether we are aware or not. Isn't that interesting? Consciously create in every sense of yourself and you will know your creative power. So this is about consciously creating. To bring your dreams into being requires true commitment and positive loving action by you. Isn't that lovely? So universal symbols, creativity is a card for today, Lauren. So that's going to be our card for the like episode. Conscious I love that a lot. And I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, whether or not you are, you know, deciding to start your day with intention or not, you are consciously creating your day or you are maybe subconsciously creating your day. So I think it's really important to just remind the listener at home that, you know, at any time you can stop, drop and realign. You can go to the bathroom, you can take a couple of breaths, you can decide, you know what, I'm going to uh, do five, five things of gratitude right now, I'm going to reset, I'm going to restart this day. So, you know, just kind of reminding us that we really are in the driver's seat that we really are, you know, co creating with spirit, uh, an opportunity for us to create the most amazing day and the most amazing week and and month in life. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you know, it's just kind of reminding ourselves that we do have that power. Yep. Brilliant. Love that. All right. So before so, um, we get into like the to episode today. Yeah. 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 Um, um, by finding out what we've been up to and um, I've been doing a bit of talking there. Did you want to start with um, yourself? What you, what you yeah, doing? sure. I don't really feel like I have much to say. Um, oh I'm gosh, you've got a, a dog. A... Come on, come on. You could talk all day. Oh, right. True. <laughs> I do. I, I have a couple of things I'm working on, you know, kind of in my business that I'm not really ready to talk about yet, but I will soon just, you know, I like to kind of dot my I's and cross my T's and stuff like that. But aside from that, I've been working on different websites and, you know, just uh, working on the podcast and things of that nature. And then of course I have a dog and he's keeping me very busy. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about sort of in my segment today is a lot about reconnecting with your foundation. So I'll kind of share my, uh, I guess you could say a little bit of a, ch 
challenge that I've had lately and, and kind of what I'm doing to sort of restart that. So I will say that with the dog, it's really interesting getting to know him. It's really interesting that he's getting so much bigger and uh, learning new things. You know, you could teach him something one day he doesn't know it and the next day he does know it. <laughs> so I just absolutely love that. I still have the trainer coming here and spending some time with him. And I, I feel, you know, I think I've talked about it before, but he's doing it for a testimonial and for experience, but you know, I like to do a trade. So I'm helping him a little bit um, with some business tips and tricks and I'm, I'm doing a graphic for him as well. So just some small things like that. Just well, I'm so glad you're doing that. Of energy. Yeah. You spoke about that last week. Yeah. So I think too, that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that, you know, I, I did share kind of when I first got George, that I was a bit overwhelmed by all the things not to do and to do. And, you know, I felt like there was a lot of pressure to make sure that you're socializing him and doing, doing things right from the get go. And I think kind of having somebody like him come in and just sort of validate all the things that I'm doing is really helpful. And um, one of the things that's really interesting as well is that I, I don't have, I've never had children and I've never had a puppy. So I'm really learning a lot about, I guess you could say what mothers would go through. So a little bit of the seclusion, you know, that I can't really go away for hours on end without him because I, I don't want to keep him in his day crate or I'm calling it the den now. I don't want to keep in his day den for longer than an hour to an hour and a half just initially. And uh, so, you know, there's a little bit of isolation with that. And then, you know, when you put them in their day den and they cry for five minutes or something, your heart sort of breaks a little bit. But at the same time, I know that it's important for him to go there to recalibrate and yeah, so I just kind of wanted to sort of shout out to moms out there and moms and dads who, you know, it would be tough business definitely to uh, to have a kid and and all of the things. And I kind of understand that world a little bit more than I did than I did before. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's definitely helpful that he's like the most adorable, cutest dog ever. So the fact that he woke me up at three thirty this morning. Uh, yeah, I forgave him for that. <laughs> and he had a beautiful haircut so. too. Like you can see out of his he little did, eyes yeah. again and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of a trim. Apparently the um, the groomer, because he goes, do you want anything else done on him? I said, no, no. I just wanted him kind of mostly his face cleaned up because he's also really fidgety. And so I really didn't have the opportunity to clean his face up too easily. So, and he's so black, it's really hard to see his face if it's not, you know, cut. And he said that, you know, it can actually really sort of affect a dog if you try to do too much to them too soon, you know, like he's getting used to the sounds and all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, I wasn't interested. And yeah, he said it was one of the things that he'd learned that sometimes people try to do too much, like shave their dog right away on their first haircut or do some stuff that's kind of a little bit more shocking for them. And I wasn't interested in that at all. So yeah, I guess it's like go slow. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, I totally relate to that because Sissy, I was at the dog park the other day and there was another little um, schnauzer that rocked up and a uh, little mini and they got along my house on fire. And I was talking to the owner about trimming because she said she was touching Sissy's hair and was like, my gosh, she's so soft. And what can happen, and we were, you know, we did a lot of research before we did her first haircut. We waited about 12 months before we got Sissy's haircut at all. So she had all of her original hair, like all of it, but we did like what you did and just trim around the face because it's a short amount of time. Um, it's very gentle. And basically they describe, and it's very cheap. 
but they describe that as like, um, you know, puppies kind of first sort of semi haircut, like to get them used to the noise and the clippers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So we were doing a little bit around the face, but that was it. So we take it to, um, you know, the meetups because there's a Southeast Queensland uh, Schnauzer group and everyone would like, you know, be like, oh, look at your dog. Why haven't you got a hair? It's haircut. Oh, you know, because they've got uh, puppies there that were like two months old or three months old, which is very little. And they all had their hair fully like in a schnauzer cut, like the whole thing, you know, the body, the ears, the skirts, everything was there. And I think there's some, it's very competitive in that, in that area with their schnauzers. Everyone like wants to have the most beautiful schnauzer and some of that's ego, I think, because we had our dog running around, look like a pickle and everyone's going, what kind of dog is that? And we're like, it's a schnauzer. And they were just so shocked. We hadn't got a cut. And at the end of it, we actually got a haircut there because we were just so like pressured. Um, and it was 12 months. So it was fine. It didn't matter. But, um, Caroline, um, she's like a, a major breeder, like a really big breeder. And she hadn't adjusted her clippers. So she'd been doing another dog before, um, Sissy. And she had her clippers on like zero. So, you know, you're talking about your dog before, you know, um, sort of shaped very closely. Um, That's what happened right down her back. So she had a racing strip right down her back. So she had it on zero. So she was down to the skin. And um, that was her first haircut, her first proper haircut. Oh. And she's a professional. And she was like, oh. And we were like, ee. Um, And she didn't say anything. She didn't go, oh, that was, you know, incorrect or anything. She just kind of went, oh, did a little, 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 made some adjustments and then kept going. But Sissy had this gray streak, like, because that was her skin, a big gray streak right down her back. And then everything else was normal. Um, and to this day, that hair on her, um, right down the middle of her back is very rough because that hair was cut too short. Uh, and all the hair outside of that is really beautiful and soft and all of that. So we've got this big wiry strip, you know, right down her, um, the spine. So that was really disappointing because we waited a long time to get a haircut and then that happened. So yeah, I, uh, I hear your sister. I hear you. Um, but mm. I think we could wait, you know, as long as we could anyway, despite all of that. Now, um, in terms of my week, I haven't been, you know, doing a lot, I guess. Um, last week I was sick. So I ended up bumping a lot of my clients to this week. But, you know, when I say I haven't done a lot, I actually did finish editing my novel. I finished the final edit on my novel. That was last week. Mm. Um, And then I've been organizing my Oracle cards. So I am making my own Oracle card deck. And so I've been talking to my publisher about that. I'm also going to get some quotes from like Rockpool because Rockpool do a lot of Oracle cards. And I've been talking to my illustrator. So she's a um, sister, a friend of a sister of a friend of mine. And uh, she does, she's already done her own Oracle cards. She's already done, um, not her own, but she's illustrated someone else's. She's illustrated someone's children's book. She's got a few things under her belt and she does digital artistry. So it's not like physical on a piece of paper, whatever. Uh, Everything's digital now. So um, it's so interesting, Mm. um, you know, how that comes. How'd you choose her? Uh, Because she's my friend's sister. So I only just knew like through word of mouth. Yeah. Do you like her art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I was about to say. I um, I was recommended to her. I she did Rebecca's logo, which I love. Her logo. That's the owl. Um, I think I might have shown you before. So it's like insightful connections is um Rebecca's business, but um her sister did the logo for her, and um yeah, and so I really loved the logo, and I was like, well, she can do something like that for me for my cards. She's also got like fairies and stuff, and I've got another friend who's actually going through her, using her as well for her um her cards. And she said the same thing. She said, I just really loved the, um, the fairy. So she's doing some of the girls in the group and the mentorship group, their business cover pages and, you know, brands and, you know, that sort of thing as well. 
So she's very talented and based on her experience, um, and I just showed her, I said, look, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Uh, can you do that? And she said, look, you know, I love this sort of stuff. I love fantasy. You know, I'm t- it's totally up my alley. And she said, I'd love to do it. it. You know, if you're keen and you think I can do it. So we're going to do a little trial together. Um, so I'll pay her an amount of money. And then she comes up with like a, um, an example of what she can do. And then I decide from that point if yeah. I want to go ahead. So that's what we're at. Yeah, that's we're at. good. So I feel like I've been that's very good. productive. And then I was just going to ask you, so she would still own the copyright on all of those, but then would she, would it be sort of exclusive to your Oracle deck that she, like, are you going to look into the licensing and. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I guess yeah. my publishing company would sort that out. Um, Cause that's why you go to oh, a publisher. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you're doing it yourself, then, yeah. you know, it's all up to you. But with the publishing house, I'm sure that they sort out all the copyright and the licensing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Would, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and because I've seen in some of the card decks that I have where the same author, author and illustrator um, are doing the images, I have noticed the images are overlapping. So I have noticed that some of the faces and some of the women um, that appear in one of the decks appears in another deck. So there's other different backgrounds, um, but I can see how they're using the same images across, but they're the same author and illustrator, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, I guess when you put out different decks, you can sort of use some of the same bits and pieces, especially when it's digital, cause you can sort of pluck, you know, you can pick different pictures and, and move them across. So it's a very interesting process, digital imagery. I've never really um, done anything with that. So, uh, it's been very interesting going through that process and now I've got a channel. So the other night we had Lauren on Monday. So I'm talking about the 20th was a Sunday. We're talking about June cause we record ahead of time. Um, on the Sunday, the 20th, um, we had the Mercury in retrograde ended. And then on the Monday, we had the winter solstice. That's 21st of June. And we're in 2021 at the moment. So uh, winter solstice ended. And then it was like all the energy just shifted. So the previous week, I'd had a lot of people saying to me, I can't afford a reading. You know, readings are expensive. You know, I can't afford, I can't afford, I can't afford. And then this week, I've got all these people and they're still struggling with money, but they're like, oh, you know, can I pay it off? Can I pay you, you know, tomorrow? Can I pay this? Can I do that? So there's still issues with money, but it's like people are starting to clear it because I'm fully booked, you know, the entire week. So it's just interesting how these little things crop up. But on uh, Sunday night, I did a meditation because I was like, well, this is a really important time. We're coming out of retrograde, we're going into winter solstice. And that's when, you know, connection to your high awareness and all of that is, is heightened. So I did a meditation. I managed to channel and have a look at what my cards are going to look like. So I wrote down a bunch of notes um, and I really wish I could photograph my mind a lot of the time, but I wrote down a bunch of notes about them and I've got a really good idea of the theme and a lot of what the cards are going to look like now. So that was really cool. Um, And I've made a note in my little diary and I'll talk to um, my friend's sister um, about that. So that was very productive. I felt like that was a really good start to the week. That was Monday. And, um, you know, I... (laughs) Also, uh, it's my husband's birthday next week. <clears throat> and um, I interviewed a gentleman, Blaze Grinner, who's on the Sunshine Coast for the Rebirth magazine that I write for. And I was talking to him about um, Jason's birthday. And then he mentioned this bloke's venture they're doing. There's a three-day, um, you know, camping, sort of hiking in the wilderness, you know, um, hugging and fight, you know, pushing each other around and like, you know, cooking damper over the fire and toasty marshmallows and all this sort of manly stuff. And they also have smudge. I mean, Blaze is really into like, he was in construction and um, he had dealt with a lot of male suicide. And so we got out of that and decided to try to help men's mental health. So this is a good segue into what we're talking about today. So he's uh, given up his job, his proper job. And now he's um, literally dedicated his entire life to helping men with their mental health. 
Um, so he runs these retreats and he said 90% of partners actually pay for their partners as in the wives pay for their partners to do this um, because a lot of the men don't you know want to do it they're not you know wanting to sign up for this sort of thing but yeah I've uh, signed Jason up and he's um, he's not thrilled he's not happy he doesn't want to go uh, my parents pay for part of it and Blaze gave me a really good discount to do it so you know I was like I'm, I'm gonna do this so I'm hoping he ends up going um, it's November but it's you know they teach him all sorts of things like anger management you know how to be affectionate how not to dump on your partner when you get home. And I just think this is a really great segue. I feel like I've already started the, um, you know, the uh, actual podcast today because, um, you know, it's, it's stuff that, you know, the guys wouldn't normally do for themselves, Lauren. I'm just going to keep going. I feel like we're in the podcast. Let's just do this. Um, because, keep you know, going. women go and talk to their friends. You know, we go and, we go and chat. We, you know, we uh, have a download, you know, get it out of our system. Um, there's mother's groups. When we have babies, there's mother's groups. Uh, I don't know that there's father's groups. Maybe they are doing that. Um, but Blaze does a lot of sort of, you know, group activities like kayaking with men, um, hiking, climate mountains, all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, dinners, they do dinners. So they literally just all go there and talk. And a lot of these guys are dads. And so a lot of the time, you know, one of the guys that was there had a son with disabilities and he'd cooped up so much emotion and so much stuff he couldn't show in front of his child. And he was basically just getting on with life. When he went to this bloke's venture, he, and he's an example on the, um, on the page, there's a video of him. Uh, he breaks down. He has a complete breakdown and I'm talking like crying, sobbing, the whole thing because he just had held in all this. And you remember this. I mean, you went through this with George, you know, recently. So it's like, it can just be so overwhelming yeah. you have to have that complete breakdown to put everything back together. Yeah. And at the end of it, he was loving it. He was loving life. And I've seen all of these videos. And I'm just thinking, wow, you know, this would be awesome. Jason's in a high stress job, you know, all of this sort of stuff, bottles a lot of stuff up and um, it'd be really good for him to be able to go there and just express that, you know, with other guys and hug and, and know that it's okay. So this is a real way of the future. I mean, they have kids. They have little boys who go, um, who've lost their dads, who dads aren't, dads aren't in the picture. They've left. One of them went with his stepdad. One went with his uncle and they loved it. You know, they got there and the men all sort of rallied around them and supported them and acted like their fathers and, you know, really cared for them. And, you know, a lot of little boys need that. Um, and there's a lot of little boys that don't have dads in the picture. So, you know, I just think this is changing lives. Um, Blaze has a couple of boys himself. And so, you know, I just think that's really, really powerful um, and a great segue into what we're talking about today. Anyway, that's my first point. I didn't realize I was making it, but there we are. Um, it just popped into my head and I thought I'll mention, mention that. So yeah, I think it's appropriate. Mm. Anyway, back to you. That's so good. I think that one of the challenges that people have, uh, you know, kind of in life is sort of what you were talking about now is that, you know, sometimes things really add on, they, they add on, they add on, they add on, and you don't really realize that you're not processing things, or maybe you're sort of out of alignment or your foundation isn't really, you know, as maybe strong as you want it to be. And I think that sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel that time flies by so fast. Like sometimes I can't believe that we're already recording again, that an entire week has gone by since we've spoken, um, you know, and I think that sometimes it's really easy to kind of negate maybe things that happen or to realize that maybe we're kind of in a bad pattern or in a challenging pattern. So for example, I, I did mention that I had the painters here painting my house. So they were here for three weeks. So prior to that, I was doing pretty consistent yoga and running and things like that. And then when they came here, 
I, I am using this as an excuse, I suppose, but well, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to say, this is the, this is what happened. So they were here and they were kind of, you know, everything was all over the place and stuff like that. And so they would start early at 7am. And so I normally get up around 530, have a coffee with my partner, and then he heads to work and stuff like that. And so when they were starting here at 7am, it really kind of, you know, normally I would start my yoga practice maybe around six, six thirty, and then it would be done around seven thirty, and that sort of thing. And so, what I noticed myself doing is not doing yoga anymore. And then, uh, you know, with them being here all the time, it kind of impeded me from wanting to go and do my my run as well. And so, I remember when they were here on the first week, I was still in my in my groove, and I said to them, you know, hey, I'm going to go and just go for a run, blah blah blah. So I went and I did that, but I wasn't really able to keep that up. So at a certain point, I kind of stopped running when they were here and I stopped doing my yoga and then I got George and George is a whole bunch of, you know, really kind of other distractions there. So, uh, yeah, so it's a long winded way of me kind of saying that I'm the kind of person that if I'm not exercising or doing yoga, that I tend to overthink and I tend to get a lot of anxiety. And if I'm not meditating on a regular basis, I also get a lot of anxiety and overthink. And I create situations in my mind that aren't true or build up things. You know, I know a lot of people, this happens to them, but I've always felt that yoga and meditation really heal me from that because they really bring me into the present moment and help me get my foundation right. And so I realized that in the, basically in the last month, I haven't been doing yoga and I haven't been meditating consistently. And that's really been affecting my anxiety levels. So this morning I decided, okay, I'm going to do some yoga. And I had this whole plan and I guess the challenge at the moment is that it's so cold. My house is so ice cold that uh, <laughs> it's stopping me from wanting to do yoga. But anyway, needless to say, I did a couple of sun salutations this morning. Uh, George was trying to chew up my mat. So I had to put him in his day den while I was doing that. And then I decided to sit and I meditated for uh, about 15 minutes as well, which really kind of helped me. And so I guess what I want to say based on this is that you know, it's really normal to sometimes really be in a good groove and to be doing everything quote unquote, right for yourself. And then it's really easy as well to kind of get out of the habit. And I think that what we need to do is just be kind to ourselves. I remember I pulled an Oracle cord the other day and I got the card, the spirit animal, the deer, and the deer was a lot about being gentle and being kind and nurturing. And I think that sometimes I tend to maybe beat myself up if I'm not doing things, whereas we're, when we just stop thinking about it and actually do the action, we're fine. So yeah, I'm pivoting, I'm restarting, I'm back in the groove. I did my, some yoga and meditation, maybe not as long as I would have hoped for, but I'm starting back again. And so I think that's really important that we kind of become self-aware to go, wait a minute, have I been letting myself have I not been prioritizing things that I know that I need in my life to make my life better and to help my, my mental health. So yeah, that's what I'm. Well, it's good that you mentioned yoga there too. Cause um, yeah. you know, as I was saying, Blaze does that men's yoga, but he doesn't call it yoga. Um, he called it something, something else. And that's the only reason that men did it because um, if they thought it was yoga and certainly Jason wouldn't have done it if he thought it was yoga, but it was yoga. I went along and I'm going, this is yoga. This is all yoga. And Jason had no idea. So, you know, it's the only way that you can really get guys into this, but um, I definitely think we're changing for the better. 
um, especially bringing up some really great young men as well. Um, and I will put a link to the blokes venture in the show notes as well, if any other men are hearing this um, and want to get involved as well. Now, taking a look at mental health and business, I obviously deal with a few of these sorts of things every day in the work that I do. A lot of people are very emotional. A lot of people are grieving. They've lost um, very close family members quite often when they come to me. And, you know, that's why I sort of wanted to have this conversation mostly. One of the most important things is, um, you know, I think listening and being heard. And one of the things that I do a lot of, and it's, it's, it's interesting to me about listening and being heard, because I was sort of looking at this lady the other day and I was like, spirit's showing me that you're doing a lot of listening and a little bit of sort of talking, but you're doing a lot of healing through words, like healing through words. And then you're doing a little listening. And I said, it feels like you're a counselor or something. She laughed at me and she said, I'm a hairdresser. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And I said, because yes. spirit has shown me a pair of scissors and some hair. I mean, why do they show me these funny things? But, you know, I'm very logical. So if I saw someone with, you know, their scissors and their um, cutting hair and everything, I'd be like, oh, that's too much. That's too obvious. You know what I mean? So I think spirit's very clever the way they give me information. But I was like, I really felt you were a counsellor. So, you know, I, I'm not afraid to refer people to a, um, a specialist, a professional. You know, I've definitely learned that from when I had that first lady that I referred to as Dragon Lady, where she was basically like a stone gave me no confirmation, sat there with her arms crossed, looking really, really angry, like she didn't want to be there. And she really didn't want to be there because she was grieving. I mean, obviously she'd lost her son. So one of her family members had sort of marched her in and, and made her have a reading with me. And I learned from that experience because more recently I had a lady um, that I'm seeing every week and she lost her son 10 months ago and she is really in it, you know, really grieving. And I thought about um, Dragon Lady when, um, my clients sort of said to me, look, um, you know, this has been so great for me. You know, she's learning how to communicate with her son. Um, so I'm teaching her how to do that. And she said, look, I really feel like my husband should come and see you. You know, this has been so great for me. And I felt into it and I said, you know what? No, uh, it's not right. I'm not right for him. And I said, can you get him to see someone, you know, counselor, therapist, something like that. And she said, she was quite surprised. And I said, look, it's just not the right thing for him. You know, this works for you. Fantastic. Mm. It doesn't feel right. So she got him to see a therapist and it's made a massive difference. And he's like a new man, like fantastic. So, you know, I'm not going to be the right fit for everyone. I use my intuition. It is or it isn't. And I didn't feel for um, her to do that with me. Um, it's the same thing with marriage counseling. I mean, I've had people come to me and I've done readings, relationship readings. And I feel like, you know what, this can be salvaged. You know, I highly recommend you go and see someone and I may recommend someone, you know, someone that I know, someone I can recommend. So I have a bunch of people. I have a bunch of business cards here and I'm recommending people frequently. So I may not have all of the tools. I'm not going to sit down with the couples and start doing marriage counseling. I'm not qualified to do that. Um, but spirit can give me the tools, you know, um, this is what you need to do. Marriage counseling. Great. Um, this is who you need to see. So that's what I sort of do. And I did have a lady this week actually who needs an MRI or she, she wanted to get an MRI cause she started to um, forget things and she was sort of getting vertigo and stuff like that. And so I sent her a bit of info about the spiritual causes of vertigo cause I do treat vertigo and she has had a few healings with me but she wanted to get the MRI. The MRI is negative. It's not showing anything. And I didn't think it would, but I said to her, my God, your head, I'm getting so much stuff from your head. I'm taking so much stuff away. What's going on? Have you got like, like really big headache or a migraine or something? She goes, yeah. She said, I've had a really stressful week at work and I've got a terrible migraine. And I'm like, well, no wonder. I mean, when I've got a migraine, I can't do anything. I'm sitting in the darkened room. But she's off to see an, get an MRI. And I'm just thinking, well, go and get the MRI. I'm not going to tell anyone not to do that in case it shows something. But her head didn't feel like that when I saw her last time. So she's a stressful week at work and wasn't connecting the dots and the MRI shows nothing. And she's like, oh, I don't know what's going on then. And it's like, isn't it funny? You know, if sometimes it just takes a, another pair of eyes to go, you know what, um, you're fine. Um, but you know, you've got to get the MRI because who knows? Um, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, have yeah. you got anything to say on your next point? 
Oh, well, I guess just based on that, you know, um, I like the fact that, I don't know, that people are kind of reaching out to you, that they're coming to you for support. And I think that, you know, very often, I don't know if you do this or if your clients do this or listener at home can relate to this, but my kind of number one priority and focus in life is actually to just have a peaceful life, peaceful, no drama, easy, and just graceful. But peaceful is the number one word. It's my number one priority over anything above, anything else. And so I find that sometimes, and I know it's old conditioned patterns and things like that, but I find that my mind tries to create drama for me. So if, for example, if that was me, my mind would have been like, yeah, you know, you definitely need an MRI, blah, 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 you know, all these things. And I would have been telling That's myself, mind this was doing, of, yeah. yeah, this sort of story, just because there's nothing wrong. And so it's like, you know, there's this weird part of us. I know Eckhart Tolle talks about it called the pain body, which is going, wait a minute, we need drama here. We need something that's, that's, you know, peaceful. Who wants to just be peaceful? <laughs> so, you know, I think that for me, that's why I always revert back to the whole yoga and meditation, because that really just helps me to quiet my mind and to embrace the peaceful state, which is what I want. Uh, but I think that, you know, in life, when, when we look at the media, when we look at the movies, when we look at the people around us telling us their sad stories and all their dramas and shit like that, that, you know, sometimes uh, we default into thinking that that's what we need in our lives. And for me, I'm not interested at all. And I don't want any room for that. So I, I was just mm. wanted to comment on that. The other thing too, that I think is really important to kind of reiterate in relation to the subject is that asking for help is not a weakness. It's actually quite important. And sometimes when we can get an outside perspective or an objective point of view on a situation, it really can help us. I know that sometimes if I am, you know, too much in my mind, I might vocalize something to someone and then they just kind of help me sort of set me on the straight and narrow again, or I'll do maybe look at my uh, Oracle cards and I'll get messages that way, or I'll do a meditation and kind of be quiet and recognize that, you know, I'm not my mind. That's always been a really helpful thing for to remember is that I am not my mind because very often, and this is to quote Eckhart Tolle yet again, is that, you know, our, um, our issue is very rarely the situation, but mainly our thoughts about it. And so when we can learn to control our thoughts, when we can learn to be present, when we learn to be quiet, in our mind, we'll find that our, our life is actually super harmonious. And so I just wanted to kind of put it out there that, you know, if, if you are struggling or if you are feeling that, you know, life isn't easy and flowing, that maybe you do want to seek outward counsel, that there are a lot of people that can help you. But I do believe that, you know, our inner truth is always going to point us forward too. Uh, so it's just kind of getting clear on, on what you need and then kind of paying attention to what Michelle said as well earlier that not everybody is the right fit for everybody. Not every yoga class is going to be the right fit for you. Not every meditation is going to be the right fit for you. Some people, they want to just go out in nature and go on a hike and that restores and, and resets them. And so it's just kind of listening to what you need for yourself and living life on your own terms in accordance to your own truth. And I think that's really, really important to kind of honor that. And then one last thing that I want to say is just that, you know, it's really important as well to kind of pay attention that 
if you are being put in a position kind of like Jason going to this program and he maybe doesn't want to do it, that, you know, is there fear there because it's a legitimate fear or is there fear and resistance because of some other thing? And, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And I think the way that I look at it is that, you know, we're adults. If you can go, if you go and try something like that and you go, this really isn't for me, you don't have to stay. And that's always important to know that you can change your mind at any time. So yeah, that's kind of Except my, he has um, to stay. Uh, Cause it's very expensive. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the next point. So I'm, uh, I'm going to incorporate what my next point was going to be. I'm going to incorporate it into um, our next episode or the next uh, segment. And that is uh, it's time to get your spirit up, which is brought to you by my business. So I'm going to incorporate that. Now um, my business is Michelle, Price of light worker on Facebook. I'm also on all the socials and I am a mentor. I do mediumship. I am connected past over loved ones. I am going to be releasing books and oracle cards and all sorts of things soon. Um, but all the information I'm sure will be in the show notes when that happens. And um, if you want to learn Reiki, I teach Reiki on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia as well. So Michelle, I price and light worker on Facebook. And one point I did want to make, Lauren, it's in alignment with what you were saying about yoga, because I was sort of like you, I was struggling because it's quite cold in the house. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't... Um, getting more sick because I've been getting a bit run down. I was feeling a bit, you know, sore throat and all of that. And I didn't want to make myself worse. So what my uh, client has been doing, and it's a bit of an exchange is she's a yoga instructor. And what she's come up with is this little program where she, she's learning through me how to connect to other people's energies. Um, so to be empathic, to feel into what they need. And then she's putting together yoga programs specifically for them. And what it is, and it's, um, I'll put the link in the show notes so people can get in touch with if they want to, but she sends through a series of poses and they're like little cartoons with little descriptions of what you're doing. And it's so great. And I find that, you know, cause sometimes I'm like, I don't have an hour, hour and a half, you know, to do all of that. So it's like just these little poses and she puts it together for you. So she's like, this week I feel like your hips and your, um, you know, shoulders are really tense or whatever. So I'm putting together some poses for hips and shoulders. So she does it specifically based on um, you through this empathy um, that she's developed. So it's really, really great. So I'll put a link in the show notes. And I feel like that's, um, that's helped me because, you know, I'm, I'm rugging up, I'm nice and warm. And I'm just doing this sort of series of poses. So it's not like an entire yoga class. Um, because honestly, I mean, the classes we have here, we have one on a Friday morning for free. And um, my friend Astra was doing it and she um, had been for a run, warmed up, went over to do yoga. And it's been about six or seven degrees here in the morning. And um, she literally was turning blue and she, you know, wanted to go home. Like she was like doing this yoga class and she was just hating it, you know, and she was freezing. And I actually got up that morning and I've been feeling a bit wishy-washy and I got up and I was like, no, nah, it's too cold. There is no way I'm going down there. It's six in the morning. The sun hasn't come up. It's in the dark. It's like, no, nah, it was just, it was too much. So I made the call not to do it. Um, and you've got to recognize when you're a little bit sick, because if I'm sick and I get more and more run down, then that challenges your mental health a little bit too. So I didn't force myself to do park run. I missed out on my weekly catch up with the girls. You know, I was really quite, you know, cause I love the social aspect of life, you know, and I was really feeling quite isolated. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. It was a bit of a, you know, catch 22, I guess. Um, but look, in terms of that rescue remedy is what always gets me through. So I want to just rescue, uh, recommend to the listener at home rescue remedy. Um, it's the most high vibrational essence we have. It's incredible. Um, any of the bark flowers yeah. are really good, but rescue remedy in particular, I put it in my water. So you don't have to have drops under the tongue. Um, you can actually put it in your water. I have it in my water all the time and I drink it all day, you know, so it's me always too. in there. So me too. Um, me too. very high vibrational. 
and it's a good way to raise those vibrations. The other thing I recommend is alternate nostril breathing. Alternate nostril breathing balances the hemispheres of the brain, so both sides, uh, and brings you back to center. So it actually aligns you. It is something that they use in yoga a fair bit. Um, the other thing that I recommend is focusing on the space between breaths. So taking a big breath in, holding your breath, focusing on the absence of breath, big breath out, holding and focusing on the absence of breath. Now that actually is another centering technique. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will go out in the backyard, stand on the grass with bare feet and do that one. So focusing on the space actually gives you the uh, feeling of having space. Overwhelm is where you feel like everything's crushing in on you and that's when it can lead to panic attacks and things like that. So focusing on the absence of breath is amazing with what Lauren was talking about, you know, needing more time or feeling like time's sort of speeding away from you. Slow your breath down. Um, there's a lady that I interviewed for Rebirth Magazine where she uh, literally is a meditation instructor, but she went through um, drug addiction. She went through a lot of mental health issues. Now she turned to meditation and it's changed her whole life. And she said to me, you know, if I'm running late, if I feel like I'm running late for something, there's traffic and all this stuff's going on, instead of getting into a lather, because it's like, what does that solve? It's like the lady with the MRI scan, you know, stressing about it isn't going to improve her outcome. So it's like, what's the point of that? And so she literally just um, calms her breath. She just takes some really deep breaths, calms her breath, goes within. And she said it may take, you know, 20 seconds or something like that. It's not going to be the end of the world. And then she gets in the car and drives calmly and chances are the traffic clears, things work out, you know, and she gets there when she's meant to. So, you know, that's another way of slowing down time. And she swears to me she has more hours in the day by doing that, which is incredible. Um, the other thing I want to recommend is consciously create. And this is back to that card that I drew today from the Universal Healing Deck. Remember to consciously create by setting an intention for your day every morning. So this is where you have a choice. You have a choice to wake up and you have a choice whether you're going to have a joyful, happy, <clears throat> vibrant um, day full of laughter or are you going to have a day that is um, you know, full of stress and worry and anxiety and all those sorts of things. So it's like wake up and set the intention for your day, but this is about being conscious about it. So not just sort of letting the day happen to you, it's putting yourself in the driver's seat. So consciously setting an intention um, every day, every morning. Um, and I also meditate morning and night too. So I have like little guided meditations I just play and I sort of listen to and they're my go-tos and they're all from Insight Timer. So I highly recommend Insight Timer. And the other thing is find your outlet. So I do a lot of reading for kids and things like that. And most of the time with the kids, spirit's very good at showing us, you know, this kid's very athletic. They need to be running. This kid's very musical. They need to be playing music or listening to music. So Find your outlet um, and that's a good way to get that frustration and, and that sort of thing out. Um, one good thing to release anger, I will say, is in um, yoga pigeon pose. And if you're not sure what that is, you might want to Google it. The pigeon pose I find really good if I've got any frustra uh, frustration or anything like that. So good. <laughs> yeah, it hurts like anything, but um, yeah. it, it really gets that stuff out. So it's a really good way to release. And we obviously just breathe through it. Um, and, you know, in terms of the mind, you know, where your mind's at, I was actually this week standing on one leg with a client, uh, showing her that if you can't balance, then the mind is all over the place. So if you want to bring your mind back um, and be in control, then you need to be able to balance. So if you can't balance, we need to center the mind more. And that's where you do your alternate nostril breathing and stuff like that. So you can actually test your body, you know, test your body by trying to balance on one leg. I was doing tree pose with her. Um, so it's a really good experience. Uh, and that was the end of my recommendation for the spirits up, Lauren. Uh, so coming up in the next so podcast, what's, uh, what are we going to be talking about? Yeah, the next podcast is called What's Really Stopping You. And uh, I chose this subject because I really wanted to kind of share my story about, you know, basically investing in a really high ticket course and then not doing the work. <laughs> so I thought I would share that. And uh, it's really just kind of an episode that's going to be about uh, 
self-awareness and kind of looking at, you know, sometimes are, are we wanting to do things, but we're not doing them and what's stopping us? Is there, what's the resistance here? And um, kind of looking on the other side of fear. And we kind of alluded to that a little bit. I guess I, I sort of alluded to that just a minute ago where I was sort of talking about, are we avoiding something because it's not for us or are we avoiding something because it's uncomfortable? So we're going to get into that episode uh, next week. So this has been the Spirits Up. You're on Business mute. podcast. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here and for listening. And, you know, certainly to our pivot, you know, making this change has been a big thing for Lauren and I. So it's great that you're the listener at home sticking around. And uh, we do intend to continue to make improvements. We've got another, uh, we're going to do another Facebook Live. So keep an eye out for that um, as well. So, um, yeah, lots of really exciting things coming. And, um, you know what? If you didn't like it, uh, keep listening anyway. That's my recommendation. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Yeah, stick Stick with with us because every show is different. Exactly. That's it. All right. Thank you, you, my friend. Talk to you next week. Bye bye.